Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Praise the Lord. We are glad to be in the household of the Lord and glad to see you here in the household of the Lord as we are here and pray that as a result of us coming together tonight that that we will be encouraged in our faith, encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Amen. As always, we display this vision of what we believe that God would like to take place here as we have a vision to build. And the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. And and uh, we have this vision. And uh, we look forward to, to being in this house uh, one day. Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. Amen. And that's our theme this year. And we're praying that God is enabling us as a church to get it right for the text says, for a time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. The judgment begins at the house of God, and if it begins with us first, what would be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? So we're praying that as a result of us coming together, that God is enabling us to get it right. Amen? Amen. We are continuing in the series tonight um, entitled, uh, Getting It Right in Mindset. Getting It Right in Mindset. And Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And we want to encourage your heart and your mind tonight to know that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. You may be going through a hard time. It may be a a terrible time for you right now. And you may have a lot of weight on you. Uh, Weight of the past and weight of the future. But we are here tonight and this whole month just reminding you that you can do it, but not by yourself. You can do it. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Amen? Amen. Tonight, we are going to be sharing tonight... From Isaiah 65, 21 through 24, a lesson entitled, An Answer Before a Call. An Answer Before a Call. And let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. Isaiah 65, 21 through 24. Isaiah 65, 21 through 24 on three. One Two, three.
chosen one will long be enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They and their descendants with thee. Before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hate Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord and and we're going to be focusing on this this last verse verse 24 uh, before they call I will answer and while they are still speaking I will hear and we're sharing tonight a message again tonight an answer before a call an answer before a call and then this text tonight, we're going to share on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about a promised prosperity. We're going to talk about a promised plenty. And then we're going to talk about a promised providence. A promised providence. We want Christians to know tonight that Christians should trust God at times to answer before they call. Let me say it again. Christians should trust God at times to answer before they call. If I spoke to you, you know really tonight I'm, I'm sharing a testimony about what happened yesterday when a fire broke out at the parsonage. And before I share that testimony, I was reflecting on some things in my life and realized that I have never shared a message like this before on an answer before a call. Now, if you count the number of times that I preach, I can imagine that prayer is probably the number one thing that you probably hear me preaching about is, is, is prayer. Number one, number two, up in the at least the top five. But I've never shared a message like tonight, an answer before a call. And again, it, it, it caused me to reflect. What happened yesterday caused me to reflect and... <laughs> And I changed the message tonight to this subject matter. And as I was reflecting on what happened yesterday, I was reflecting on what happened a time or two before when God had to answer me before I could call. And many times in the Christian's life, in the Christian's life, the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he had his way... Oh, he would kill you. If he had his way, he would destroy you. If he had his way, he would steal everything that you have. Uh, hello, somebody. Uh, but sometimes in our lives, God has to answer us before we call. I, I can remember as I reflect back yesterday, I can remember, oh, when I first got into ministry and in the, in the pastoral ministry, when I first went to Abilene, Texas uh, to preach and view to a call. And, uh, and, and, and I believe that God had called me to the pastorate and I, and I wouldn't settle for anything less. I, I wouldn't go back to the corporate world. I could, I wouldn't work oh for for nobody because I believe that God had called me to the pastorate and and I went there and I preached in view to a call and God moved in a, a marvelous and wonderful way in such a way that both the church and the people knew that it was God calling and as a matter of fact whole oh, uh, Tuesday that Tuesday the church would vote and I would be voted in as a pastor but before Tuesday came I I was riding home and 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 and, and, and I remember by the name of Rick and, and he and his, his wife Mercedes Bend and, and and after we preached and had a great time at church uh, we was riding on the freeway and and a car came and and the car almost sideswiped us but brother Rick had had swerved to miss uh, uh, the car 
car, but the car swerved out of control and, 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 and it looked like that we were about to go over the bridge. The car skidded and, and it looked like we were about to go over the bridge. Oh, but I believe that it was God's angel that, that stopped us from flying over the bridge that day. And, and I believe that God answered me. Oh, before I called. Hello, somebody. Because some stuff will happen in your life. Some, some things will break out in your life. And you may not have even time enough to pray. And God reminded me yesterday that, that he's a God that can answer. Oh, that he can answer before he called. And he, and he reminded me of stuff over and over again in my life that broke out in my life. And before I could let out a prayer, even a popcorn prayer, oh, God answered. Oh, before I called. And God is letting somebody know tonight that, oh, that he can answer you before you call. Because after all, this is supposed to be a prayer meeting. After all, after the preaching stop we enter into that time of prayer and God's trying to manifest and show you some stuff tonight that 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 thing that you're thinking about tonight before you enter into this prayer meeting tonight God can answer you hello somebody before you call yeah go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here God can answer you oh before you call hello somebody but but this, 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 this kind of prayer in a session, uh, really it only happens, uh, oh, to uh, those that God plans, uh, oh, to prosper, that God plans to give plenty, and then you get uh, God's providence. Let, 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 before we start tonight, I, I heard a little song, and, and, and perhaps you may be able to hear it all the way through uh, in your spirit about God answering us, uh, oh, before we call listen to the words particularly the words of this song Amen. Before they call, I will answer. And that's my testimony. Is that before I called, and that's the end of the story. And I'm I'm going to preach through the text. And we're going to talk about point number one: a promise prosperity. The text tonight, you have to remember and realize that these were a captured people. These were people that had been in prison by Babylon. They had been in prison because of the sin in their lives. They, they lost their nationhood and was carried away. And God, throughout the book of this book that we're looking at tonight, Isaiah would chastise them but beginning with Isaiah 30 the tone will change and God will begin to give them hope and and began to speak hope to them in the midst of their sorrow, began to to, to speak hope to them and began to speak in such a way that God was saying that that he was going to rebuild all this nation that was captive. And God promised them through Isaiah 
40, uh, 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 65, 21, and he says, and they will build houses and dwell in them, and they, and they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. He, he, he was telling them that now you are slaves, and now you don't own anything. You don't own any houses. You, you don't own any, any land, but uh, I sent this prophet, uh, oh, uh, to prophesy to you, uh, even in the midst of your captivity, Oh, to give you hope. Oh, and to give you a future. And uh, and he had to let them know that you're not going to always be uh, in the situation that you're in right now. You're, you're not going to always, uh, oh, be enslaved. You're not going to always be uh, indebted. You're not going to always be miserable in your marriage. You're not going to always have this miserable job or deal with those miserable people. You're, oh, this is not something that, oh, that you're going to Saying this is this is something that that you're just passing through because uh, oh I want to give you a future and a hope uh, oh when you turn your heart back to me uh, oh then I can enable you then I can bless you I, I can bless you to to build houses they and, and they were enslaved and they were building houses for somebody else uh, hello somebody they were on the work crew oh some of you may have worked uh, building buildings with your own hands and you've built other folk homes uh, and you've never built a home for for yourself God says uh, to this captive people uh, oh you've been building for other folk oh but I'm going to bring you out uh, and I'm going to enable you uh, to build for yourself somebody listening at the sound of my voice uh, it seemed like uh, that the Joneses are way ahead of you the the Joneses uh, proverbial Joneses uh, oh they built their house 10 years ago they built your they have five years ago. Oh, but yet you're still stuck where you are. And where you are might be a good place, but it's not a brand new home. You didn't build it. You didn't design it and build it for yourself. But God says to somebody tonight in captive, oh, that he's going to allow you to, to build a, a home in your life. Hello, somebody. Say, say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, I'm ready to build. Hello, somebody. I'm reminded of Bethlehem Baptist Church. We got some folk in here that have gifts, talents, and abilities. And they've been out using those gifts, talents, and abilities to build other folk homes, to build other folk churches. Oh, but God is saying, oh, in this place and in this house, I'm going to bring those same folk that have been building other folk homes. I'm going to enable them to come back to this place uh, and to help to build my home here oh at Bethlehem in Paul's Valley hello somebody say to your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, I'm ready to build. I'm ready to build. He, he says that they will build houses and uh, not only build them, but dwell in them. They're going to live in them. Hello, somebody. They, these are your homes. Oh, and, and, and also they're going to, they're going to plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Uh, some of you have, uh, may have been like my mama and them when they, they were raised up there in Crowville, Louisiana and, uh, and they, they picked the other folk cotton. Hello somebody. They had to depend upon the man to, to pay them their, their due. And the men many times didn't pay them enough because they would pick other folk cotton. Hello something. God is saying, hold it. I'm about to give you your own vineyards, your own gardens. And guess what? Oh, when you pick, you're picking for yourself. Hello somebody. I'm about to give you independence. I'm about to give you a new business. And I and you're not going to have to work for nobody else. You're going to work for yourself. You're going to be an entrepreneur. Oh, hello, somebody. I'm about to give you independence. I'm about to give you freedom. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody in here that won't independent? Is there anybody in here, oh, that wants to do something just for themselves? Oh, is there anybody in here that's tired of working for the man? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. A promised prosperity. Hello, somebody. Isaiah 30, 23 says, and Sister Eton is writing on this text, her first Sunday school lesson for the Sunday school publishing board comes from this text, Isaiah 30. And it says, uh, he will also 
what sin reigned for the seed you have sown in the ground. Hello somebody. And, and food that will come from the land and will be rich and plentiful. And that day your cattle will graze in broad meadow. Hello somebody. God. And just a word for us city folk. God's got a blessing. Hello somebody. Put your name on it. Hello somebody. Some of you, oh, like me, you ain't ever been, uh, oh, in the city. You ain't ever worked in a field. I, I joke many times uh, and say my mama picked her cotton uh, there in Crowsville, Louisiana, but I picked my cotton uh, in Dallas, Texas at Neiman Marcus. Uh, hello, somebody. Oh, so I don't know nothing about picking cotton and, and, and all of that agriculture stuff. Hello, somebody. Oh, but simply put, uh, God's got a blessing. Uh, with your neighbor, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God's got a blessing with your name on it. Oh, I'm reminded of that song, Reverend Ford is Leash. Oh, God's got a blessing with your name on it. And it's sung by, I think, a guy named Norman something. And we're going to have him give us a little concert to encourage you tonight that God's got a blessing with your name on it. Get ready. Miracle. Get ready for your blessing. Get ready for your miracle. It's going to be all right. Get ready for your blessing. Get ready for your miracle. Get ready for your blessing. Get ready for your miracle. Amen. God's got a blessing with your name on it. Point number two, I promise plenty. A promise, a promise plenty. Verse 23, it says that they will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, and they and their descendants with them. Hello, somebody. Somebody's been working hard and you've been feeling like that your labor has been in vain. You've been putting in plenty of hours for the man or for the woman. And you feel like that your labor doesn't count. You've been working for the helpless and the helpless can't speak for themselves and, and nobody's trying to encourage you to, to help the helpless and the poor but, but God says tonight that your labor is not in vain oh you've been working for folk that oh don't appreciate you you, you come in early and you leave late and it seems like they just don't appreciate you they, they just don't know how to say thank you they just don't know how, how to appreciation you and you feel unappreciated you you feel like oh you do what you do in vain oh you may be a preacher and it feels like you preach the word and it feels like you're preaching the word in vain and it feels like that, that nobody's listening you could you could be a Sunday school teacher working with the children and it, and it seemed like in the church and it seemed like oh you're 
working in vain. But, but God says uh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You, you're working for me. Uh, and because you're working for me, you, you're not working in vain. Uh, hello, somebody. It says in the text, uh, and they will not work in vain. Uh, and God wants to encourage you tonight. Uh, oh, that you're not working in vain. You're, oh, you're not working for that company in vain. You're not working for that school in vain. You're not working, oh, even for your own family members uh, in vain. You may be a housewife uh, and it feels like you're working in vain. Uh, your husband don't appreciate you. Your children don't seem to appreciate you. Your, your grandbabies don't seem to appreciate you. But God says tonight, uh, oh, you may be a man in this place uh, and you're working hard uh, and you come home uh, and she don't give you happy words uh, oh, for you. All she does is nag, nag, nag you. Hello, somebody, and tell you what you don't do and don't recognize uh, the majority of what you do. Uh, and you may feel like uh, that you're working in vain, uh, but God says tonight uh, that the devil is a lie. You're, you're not working uh, in vain. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, you're not working in vain. Say to the preacher, preacher. Oh, preachers, you're not working in vain. You're not working in vain. As a matter of fact, your work is about to not only bless you. Hello, somebody. But your work is about to bless you, your children, and your grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. What you are doing right now. Oh, back. Oh, back, back there like David. Back there in the valley. Back there where nobody can see you. It's what you're doing now that's going to bless you out in the open. Hello, son. Oh, the Bible says of David, others saw a shepherd boy, but, but God saw a king. Even the man of God went looking to bless and anoint the king, and, and he looked at David and said, he must not be the one. Hello, somebody, but when others see a shepherd boy, when others see folks serving, oh, God sees a king, and and he's about to elevate you. And he's about to bless you. And he's about to bless you, your children's children's children, to the third and fourth generation. And that's why I like to tell Bethlehem what we do today. Oh, when we build that building, when we build that sanctuary, it's not just for us. It's for our children's children's children, to the third and fourth generation to come and to worship God's holy name. Hello, son. The text says tonight, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. Hello, somebody. That means your children ain't going to be living on welfare. Your children ain't going to be out on the street. Oh, I think it was, uh, oh, that writer of Ecclesiastes that says, uh, oh, I've been young and now I'm old, uh, but I've never seen what uh, the righteous forsaking, nor what, nor there there was uh, seed was begging bread. Hello somebody. What you do for the Lord counts. What you do for the Lord is not in vain. How you serve him, how you love him is not in vain. You are impacting your children's children, children's generation. In other words, you'll never see oh, a rushing on the side of the road saying, I work for food. Hello somebody. You'll never see a Jackson on the side. You'll never see. Hello Somebody, hello, somebody on the side. Hello, somebody, hello, somebody. No Melvin, hello, somebody. A <laughs> watch on the side of the road say that I beg. Oh, you'll never see. Oh, anybody with that seed uh, that the niece carry. Hello, sir. On the side of the road begging for bread because of what you do. Oh, it's not in vain. You don't pray in vain. You don't sing in vain. You don't, uh, you don't serve the Lord in vain. <laughs> 
Hello, somebody. Because God will bless you for being faithful. Hello, somebody. You better ask somebody up in here. You better ask uh, Reverend Russian uh, how many preachers is in his family. Where you at? You your fifth generation of preachers. Hello, somebody. That's a legacy. Somebody started out uh, serving the Lord uh, five generations ago. And that five generation is still reaping right now because there's a man of God with the last name Russian preaching the word, still preaching all over the Chickasaw district. Every time a word is needed, uh, oh, they call him, oh, hello somebody. When your work is not done in vain, God wants to let you know tonight because this blessing that you, it's, it's, it's going to affect your children's children's children to the third and fourth generation. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It says, for they will be people blessed by God and they and their what? Descendants with them. Hello, some. Because I decide to live for Christ today in a world that we celebrate wickedness. In a world where they're celebrating somebody coming out, being gay. Hello, somebody. Wicked. And I don't have anything against gay folk. Hello, somebody. I, I love you with the love of the Lord. But ain't nobody, oh, gave me a car. I ain't got a call from a president because I'm heterosexual. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But if you live for the Lord, you're affecting your children, children's children to the third and fourth generation. Acts 2.39 says, the promise is for you and what your children and for all who are afar off, and for all whom the Lord our God will call. Hello, some. I, I thank you that the Lord put that in there because, you see, I didn't come from a family of preachers. Hello, somebody. I, I came from a family of whoremongers. Hello, somebody. But I got called. I got grafted out. Hello, somebody. And God called me in. Hello, somebody. Now, oh, now I'm like a Russian. Hello, somebody. <laughs> we have the same father. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because God, hello, somebody, can graft you in. You may be listening at the sound of, your, of my voice. And you're that first generation of people who have given your life to Jesus Christ. You don't come from a family full of preachers. You don't come from a family full of deacons. You don't come from a family full of Sunday school superintendents or, or people who ushered on the wall. You're that first generation. And you're being denied. Uh, folk have rejected you because you live for Christ. They think you strange. Because you live for Christ. You may be that first generation. But God says, I've called and I've grafted you in. And you can start where you are. And you can start a new lineage. And with you, you can start this holy lineage. Oh, you are the holy lineage. You live right now in your children's 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 children. Oh, children to the field generation will be blessed. Hello somebody up in here. A promise of plenty. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Don't think what you're doing church is done in vain. Oh, and there have been some folk that have been that have turned away. Don't don't think what you're doing for the Lord is done in vain. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So I'm glad that we got to talk about a promise, prosperity. I'm glad we've got to talk about a promised uh, plenty. Uh, now we're going to enter into this point of. A promise providence. And this is just a little short vignette of this text that we're focusing on tonight, both in English and in Spanish. And if I could read it in Spanish, I would, because there may be somebody listening who speaks Spanish. And, and God wants you to know tonight that even though this pastor doesn't speak Spanish, but that he can bless you, that he, before they call, I will answer. And why they are speaking, 
I will hear in Jesus' name. Now I've gotten to my testimony, the promise, providence, before they call. I will answer, and why they are speaking, I will hear. Yesterday for me was not a good day, even before the fire. Hello, somebody. I, it just things just just didn't come together. I wasn't as proficient as I usually am, and I, I I'm usually able to hit and hit and hit and really be productive in one day. But I was just off the the, the whole day, and it and it set me off to where I was behind. And and I learned a little later while I was behind because when I usually am up at the church studying, as I was getting ready to come up to the church. I was in the house and uh, and I heard a popping sound and uh, and I thought somebody was in the house and uh, and but I still said okay just I heard it once and uh, and I was still preparing trying to get ready trying to get out and 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 then I heard another popping sound like somebody was in the living room and, and I said whoa wait a minute I gotta come out here I gotta see what's going on I thought the preacher man was gonna have to go and put some paws on somebody cause they was up in the house hello somebody so I was getting ready hello somebody and of course you know being a preacher man I was just gonna bless those that cursed me and and pray for those that despitefully use me you know you know being a preacher man hello But anyway, I came to the living room and, and, and I looked over at the at the sliding door and, and it looked like it was glowing and it was it was glowing. And I, and, 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 and I thought that, you know, hey, but it was the sunlight because after all, it's about 80 degrees. Yeah? And I thought it was the sunlight, but I, I I walked on over and I went to the back and I looked at the, I opened up the curtains and I and, and all I could see was fire. Hello, somebody. All the way, and I and I, and I, and I reacted like this, and falling back because it was a fire. I mean, it was a fire, and 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 and, and I prayed a little popcorn prayer. I was like, Lord, help me not to panic because I thought that with the fire being the way it was, I, I thought that we had lost the house because it was so big of a fire. And uh, and, and so I prayed that little popcorn press, Lord, help me not to panic. And, and I ran and I and I got my smartphone. Hello, somebody. And I, and I dialed, picked up 911 and I was running over to the side door and I was trying to get out the side door, but I, I couldn't open it because I was panicking. And and all of a sudden, I heard a knock on the other side of the door. Is there anybody in there? And he kept knocking, and I kept trying to open it. And, and finally, oh, this man who, who, who ended up being a volunteer firefighter, a, a neighbor of the Russians, hello, Mark Harrison, oh, he had kicked the door down to get the preacher out. Hello, somebody. And, and we both ran around, oh, the corner, and I grabbed the little fire, the little hose that we got on the side, and I ran around the side trying to with my little rinky dinky hose trying to put the fire out and I turned the water on and guess what guess what you think happened low water pressure hello somebody <laughs> and I was skeeting skeeting what I had just skeeting and then all of a sudden oh brother oh brother Harrison came back around see I didn't even know he was a fireman he came back around with a big hose and said hey this might work a little better <laughs> And he came around and he put the fire out with his big hose. And I asked him a little later, how did you end up? See, before I could dial 911, wow, the 911 operator was oh, trying to get information. God had a firefighter at the door. Hello, somebody. Oh, hello, somebody. And I know that lady on the 911 call was to talk. Something is crazy. How did the fireman get here? And I hadn't dispatched a, a call. Uh, he hadn't even told me the address yet. And God put this text on my mind. It said, before they could call, I will answer. Hello, 
know somebody and literally while I had my smartphone and my smartphone wasn't that smart. Hello somebody to call the fireman early. Hello somebody while they are still speaking. I will while I was speaking to the 911 operator, the fireman kicked the door down. Hello somebody. You can't tell me that my God ain't real. Oh, I thought that we had lost everything as big as that fire was. It was a big enough fire for him to see the smoke coming from the back and to be concerned about what was happening. Hello, while I was yet speaking. Hello, somebody. God had answered my call. Hello, somebody. And I stand here tonight oh, with a testimony about a God that can answer before I call. Hello, somebody. I say a God that can answer before I call. And I thank the Lord before. Oh, because if that window had a busted and it did bust it. Oh, and, 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 the, and the fire would have gotten hit that carpet on the inside. If that fire had gotten up oh, to the roof and it was getting there because it burnt some lines and got to the attic, I could be standing here today. Oh, homeless. Hello, somebody. And I don't take it for granted. I give God to glory. I give God to praise. In Jesus' name, a promise, providence. Before they will, I will answer. And it says, while, while they are still, while I was still yet speaking to the 911 operator, God had answered my call and sent a fireman. Don't you? Can't you see the miracle in that? Oh, I didn't know him from anybody. I'd never seen him before. I don't know him. But I asked him his name. Hello, somebody. You can't tell me that my God ain't real. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And I thank you, Lord. Hello, somebody. Only a busted window. Sister Eton lost a few momentums. Oh, but I thank the Lord that that fire didn't get into the house. Hello, somebody. I praise the Lord and I come here tonight to, to glorify him and to let you know that God is not a respecter of persons. What he's done for me, he can do for you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I like this word. It says in Psalms 91:15, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. The preacher yesterday was in trouble. I, I had never experienced anything like that before in my life. I was in trouble. But it says, I will deliver him and honor him. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Somebody else is going to be delivered and honored. Hello, somebody. You've been working hard thinking that you're working in vain. God says, I'm about to deliver you and honor you at the same time. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here tonight that needs to be delivered and honored at the same time? Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here that needs to be delivered and honored at the same time? That, that sounds like a promotion. Hello, somebody. That sounds like a promotion. In Jesus' name. An answer before a call. And as I said, as I begin tonight, I said, we're about to go into our time of prayer. Some of you came here tonight with something on your heart and on your mind. And God is saying, I've already answered it. <laughs> Woo, that's deep, isn't it? I, I, I've already answered it. Hello, somebody. That's the kind of God that I said. I've already answered it. Hello, somebody. I've already answered it. As we go 
into our time of prayer, I, I have to be reminded also that there may be some listening at the sound of, of my voice and, and you weren't delivered from the fire. And it, and it, it burnt your, your whole home up. And I want to encourage you tonight to thank God for what's left behind. Thank, thank God that you were delivered from the fire. Hello, somebody. Health is one of the most precious things that you can have in the world. As long as you have your health, you can start over again. And God can do for you like he did Job. He, he can bless you double for your trouble. He, hello, somebody. That, that, that's, that's how he honors and delivers at the same time. Double for your trouble. He, hello, somebody. Double for your trouble. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're going to enter into our time of prayer. Those who are able, would you please get on your knees. Those that are able. And like I said, God, for some, somebody listening to the sound, he's, he's already answered. So you might as well already call. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you might as well tell him. He's, he's already done it for you. Hello, somebody. I'm going to start us off and I want you to pray. Father God, we come tonight, Lord, just wanting to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father, for your truly worthy to be praised. Truly worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever and ever, Father. And we come tonight, Lord, just wanting to thank and to praise your holy name, Father. And there's some folk that have come here tonight and they're carrying some stuff on them, Father. And they heard your word tonight, Father, that you're about to answer even before they call. And I pray, Father, that even now, Lord, that you've already dispatched your angels, Father, to, to come see about them, Father, in Jesus' name. In the same way, Lord, that you dispatched a fireman, Lord, to a man that needed a fireman, Father. That you dispatched, Lord, a lawyer for somebody that's maybe in legal trouble. That you dispatched a doctor for somebody that's in health issues. You, you, you dispatched, a, oh Lord, an accountant for somebody that needs their money. Man, Lord, you dispatch right now, Lord, that which we need, Father, and. And we just thank you, Lord, in advance for what you have already done, Father. And in Jesus' name, Father, I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet now, Lord, that you may hear the voices of your Hello again, people, this is Pastor Father. Michael Eaton. I've been your host so, Father, for today's pray, Lord, program. Yeah, and before we sign people. off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. Sweet. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. 
Because you're a child of living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you for must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program. And I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people 25 dollars that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed i think that's god and i believe god can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you. So we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.